Mark Adams and welcome to episode 16 of Mark's Mess Podcast. We're with my daughters Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine and Charlotte. Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine and Charlotte. Charlotte and Catherine. Okay, okay. Charlotte and Catherine. We don't have time. We look at the world of geekery using the alphabet as our guide. This month the letter is N. We're Monopoly. We're not for any not for any type of ice cream. We're not allowed to mention. But uh, and not as Patrick Delamore suggested, end for November the 11th, which is when the Justice League movie comes out. I, I suspect, but we are going to look at novels and novelizations. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through our favourite novels. We're going to look at what novelizations are. They are. There'll be a wee bit of a surprise for the girls. And then we're going to close the show. And after that, the show is, is a podcast, not show. It's a podcast show. It's not a show. You can't see them. Hello. It's a show. You can have a radio yeah. show. And you think we should be able to see them? Oh, because they can't that see us. Weird. They can't see us, which is probably good because I've got a, a face for radio. It's like a limo. See them, but they can't see you. Like a limo. Yes, yeah, so a podcasting is just like a limo. <laughs> Anyway, after the credits, we're going to uh, talk. Uh, Charlotte and I will talk about our experiences going to see Wonder Woman, so it'll be spoiler filled. Well, that's why it's after the credits, so warnings uh, for that. So, on social media, we mentioned, Charlotte and I mentioned we were at uh, Wonder Woman. Quite a few people are quite intrigued about what we're going to say, and thank you for that. We'll find out afterwards. We also had our friends of Sutherland's from Trekker Talk. TrekkerTalk.com. They uh, were at a comic book convention in Charlotte, North Carolina, and they sent, us, especially for Charlotte, a picture of lots of different places called Charlotte in America, a signpost pointing to the different ways. Did you know there were so many places called after you? <laughs> <laughs> There's even Charlotte Street. There's Charlotte Street where we live, uh, but I think they're all named after the Charlotte who is... Um, uh, George III's wife, who was Queen Charlotte. I don't think it's named after either me or Princess Charlotte. I don't think so. But there are places in America who are named after the second and I think the sixth president of the United States, who was an Adams. So potentially there is a place called Charlotte in Adams County. If anybody knows of that, uh, let us know. Uh, and also, if you follow our other podcast, John Adams' oh, Letters from oh. the Front, John Adams is back in the front uh, 100 years ago now and uh, heading towards Passchendaele, if you want to check that podcast out. Right, girls, novels. I have asked you to choose round about five of your favourite novels, and you've done so. I will tell you my favourite novels. Now, novels are things you may have read once or you may have read several times. You two are very... Uh, prolific readers you read a lot you read a lot i've read one of my books like six or seven times and i couldn't do that because i know so well what's going to happen i know but you read that book and then you read like five or six other books and then you forget parts of it and then you remember it and no, you're just like, I, oh, I, yeah. I just read it because i like reading it <laughs> so you, would you just finish it then start reading it again and then no. finish it then well once it. i did that like i would read a book and then like, I would read it, and then read another book, and then read it again, and maybe read another book, and then read it again, and maybe read another book, and then read it again. Okay, your books aren't necessarily science fiction or fantasy, but my books tend to be like that. Here are my favourite five. Now, they're, they're my favourite five at the moment, and they're not in any particular order. I don't think we've ordered them in the top five. No. So mine are The Forever War by Joe Holdman. And it's about a future war where um, they use 
the novel uses Newtonian science. In other words, uh, there's a thing in science where the faster you get to the speed of light, the slower your time goes compared to everyone else's. So if you take a year to go to the nearest star at close to the speed of light and then come back again, you've aged two years and people on Earth have aged 100 years, something like that. That's, si that's science. The faster you get to the speed of light, the slower time goes for you. It's very weird and sciencey. So anyway, Thank but Forever War is a really good novel. I, I recommend it to anyone. My second is the Babylon 5 series of novels on the Psycorps. The Psycorps. Babylon. Babylon. Okay. Babylon 5 it was a 90s TV show about a space station, which was the last best hope for mankind. Yours are all very spacey and Yeah, because I'm big into my spacey sci-fi. all things. It is by uh, Gregor Keyes, and it charts a history from the beginning of the Psychor to the very end of it with Bester. If you don't know who Bester is, you need to watch Babylon 5. Someday you two will watch Babylon 5. Nah. We will volunteer to watch, or we'll be forced to watch it. Oh, you'll be forced. Trust me. My third one is Polaris Whisper. This is the first and so far only novel by Kenneth Gregory, a native of Northern Ireland. It is a book about uh, Ireland during the the Viking times. And it's kind of a cross between a Viking story, Game of Thrones and Santa Claus. I really enjoyed it. It's one of those books you pick up at a Comic-Con. I eventually read it, and I got through it within a couple of days, which is unusual for me. Next one is Men at Arms by Terry Pratchett. Uh, I do enjoy the Pratchett books, and very much I enjoy the Guards series of books. These are fantasy set in a world that's a disc on top of four elephants, uh, which in turn are on top of a turtle flying through space. That's just that about... doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. You would enjoy it, Charlotte, I think, because he takes sort of things that we take for granted or stories that we know of, and he warps them into his that world. The Guards books are based around all those old movies of swashbucklers and castles like Robin Hood. And, well, what did the Guards get up to? Uh, he wrote, uh, what I'm listening to on BBC Radio at the moment is uh, Weird Sisters, which is based on Hamlet or Macbeth. Yeah, the one with the, one with the witches at the start. Macbeth. Mac Macbeth. I don't like Macbeth. The school did a play of it and it was very boring. Best part was the ice cream and even that wasn't that good. Anyway, my fifth one is uh, this next generation book, Vendetta by Peter David. It sounds like a type of cheese. Vendetta. Oh, it sounds like ice cream. A vendetta ice cream. You two are obsessed with ice cream in the oh, past no, couple of episodes. Vignetta. 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 Still sounds like cheese, I oh, think. Good grief. This is a, a, quite a large novel, quite thick. And it was probably the first full sort of big boy novel I ever read. Yeah, I, w I was about 18 at the time. I picked it up and it was great because it dealt with characters I knew of. It dealt with the Borg. It dealt with a whole lot of stuff. So those are my five favourite novels at the moment. Now, as we go through life, we'll read different things and things will, we'll like them in different ways. And some of the things we liked when we were younger will seem a bit more silly. So what are your five favourite novels, Charlotte? It's called What Not To Do If You Turn Invisible by Ross Welford. Welford, I, I think that's right. It's by the author The Time Travelling With A Hamster. Which we've talked about before. 
Mm-hmm. That's about this girl who turns invisible. Right. Would you like to be invisible? Nah. Nah. Okay, next one. It's The Longest Wheel Song by Jacqueline Wilson. And Jacqueline Wilson is one of the both of your favourite authors. I see you've got more books by her. And it's about this girl called Elle and her mum has a baby and then her mum goes into a coma. And then at the very end, um, she, her, the girl Ella, she plug, she plugs in like a headphones to listen to whale music for her mom. Mm-hmm. And then her mom wakes up because of that. Then the next one is Opal Plumstead by Jacqueline Wilson. I love the name Opal Plumstead. It, you, it's either Opal Plumstead or Opal Plumstead. I say Opal Plumstead. I would go Opal Plumstead. Yeah, it's about this girl. It's, it's um, just before the set First World War, it's about this girl called Opal, and her dad gets caught for, I can't remember what it is, but he um, basically stole some money from his work. Then he gets put into prison, then Opal has to get out of school, stop going to school and work in a sweet factory, and then she falls in love with the sweet factory's owner's son. How sweet of her. And then he goes away. Then he goes away to fight, and he dies. And then he was gonna not so sweet. He was gonna go to art school, and then um, his mom says Opal can take his place, and then she falls in love again, and that's where it ends. The next one's called The Secret Cooking Club by Laurel Remington. And it's about this girl called Scarlet, and her mom does a blog about her. And then Scarlet finds this like really nice kitchen next door where the old lady lives, but the old. Da- lady never seems to be there so she starts cooking in it and then other people like one of her friends from school joins her and then she forms a club out of it okay fifth one is called angels in training but it's really just representing a series of books called i don't know what they're called uh they're by karen mccombie it's about this girl called riley and she finds out her next door neighbors are angels that are there to help her glow Brighton because her glow has dulled. That's good. So that, that's your five best pick at the no, moment. No, I have six. You've got six? And my sixth one is What Katie Did by Jacqueline Wilson. Right, What Katie Did. That sounds a bit like an old... Or it's, it, I think it's just called Katie. And it's about this girl called Katie and she's... um She falls out... Uh, of, just for that, that's Katie is balamoney for Katie. She falls out of a tree when she's climbing it, and then she's paralysed from, I think it's the chest downwards. Then she has to like go in the wheelchair, she has to learn how to adapt to life and all. Okay, that's good. Thank you, Charlotte. I know you've read things like uh, <coughs> Harry Potter as well, and uh, the, the what do you call Hunger Games as well. How do they compare to these ones? They're still very good. Still very good, and it's good to have a broad range of reading, so that's good. Catherine, what have you got for us in your pick of round about five of your favourite novels? Well, uh, one of them is um, reading it in well, I was reading it in school. It's called Seekers the Great Bear Lake. Do you, you don't know who it's by? Aaron Hunter. Aaron Hunter. And what is it about? It's about, well, there's like two different sort of parts to it. One of them is about this bear called Lisa and this other bear bear's mom had died but the other bear like went away so then she has to try and find that bear 
and tell her about that bear's mum and then they meet another bear who can like change into different animals and stuff and they have to adventure to a place where spirits meet. The other bit is where this bear called Kalik, it has to try and find the, the ice place or something. Right, okay, what's your next one? The next one is Clover Moon and it's by Jacqueline Wilson and it's about a girl, I think it's in olden times, where she's like, she's got a stepmother and she doesn't like her and then she runs away. The next one is Wave Me Goodbye by Jacqueline Wilson again. It's, I haven't read all of it. but no, it, I see the bookmark, which is about uh, three quarters of the way through. It's about this girl called Shirley and um, it's in one of the wars and she has to go to this per- like um they all went to the village hall to get rehoused and then um but nobody wanted her and four other people but the other two people got home so um it was just her and two boys and and but they did eventually get home okay next one next one is Dort Diaries for Enemies Forever by Rachel what's um Rachel Rindy Russell and it's about this girl called Nikki, and she has to go to this like um other school for a week, and um there's this bully at the school who used to be at her school called Mackenzie, and it turns out there's actually another bully as well. So she has to deal with the both of them. Okay. The no, ne- no, these next one are ones you've talked about before. Is it? Yes, you've talked about these ones before. What? Yes. The next one is one that's two books in one book and it's um survivors the empty city and a hidden enemy and it's by Aaron hunter right and these are the ones about the dogs that are having basic adventures yeah the last one is called um queenie by jackson wilson i think is this the one we read you to when you were a bit younger no no that was cookie oh cookie oh yeah and then um, um i've read it like six or seven times it's basically about this girl, and she has, like, no friends, and then her leg is always hurt it. So then she had to go to the doctor, and the doctor said she had some sort of... TB. Yeah, she had TB. So then she had to go to the hospital, and everyone was mean to her and stuff. Okay. Jagan Wilson seems to be quite... Um, uh, you, uh, features quite a lot in your books. You two really like her. Jacqueline Wilson, so, is, is she still the uh, children's laureate? In the UK, uh, or has she? She's been definitely, and she was even on an episode of Horrible Histories where they talked about female writers. And, I mean, she's really good. She t- she she's writes. A, she's a DM as well. We, that, that that's like an honour from the Queen. Basically, hmm. so something like that. Uh, but oh, that's a, that's the only thing is, some of them are like quite the same. They're all about children that have had a hard time. There's so, no happy ending, really. Is there no happy endings? I like a happy ending. There is in some of them. Right. When when you two... I mean, that's a great selection. I'm very proud of you two being good readers because I'm not a good reader. I find it really hard to read. But what I've done is I thought about the the books that... Well, we would have read you, you two when you were young. And I've put a top five books I've read my children. See, if you agree... What? Is this a surprise? This is one of the surprises. Another surprise. There's more surprises. At number five, we have Mr. Topsy Turvy. Oh, yeah. 
One of them, Mr. Mr. Mem. Mr. Mem books. Sorry. Okay. At number four, we have The Huge Bag of Worries. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. At number three, we have Charlie and Lola books. Yeah. At number two, we've got Big Bear, Little Bear. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but the two bears. Wait, I swore for Well done, Little Bear. I kind of remember it. (laughs) And at number one, my favourite to read to you too, and I think one of your favourites for me to read, can you guess what it is? Green Eggs and Ham! Uh, I used to race for it. I used to have to do the whole, uh, the last bit where it was, I do not like them in a fox, do not like them uh, with a box, or do not like them in a box and do not like them with a fox. Anyway, all that in one breath used to challenge me every time. That was there was a good times and we should do it again sometime. Yeah. I, I think it's in Catherine's uh bookcase. No, do it now, like. no, because we don't have the rights it's a, to it. It's in the attic. It's in the attic and one of the things. Right. So I mean there's four lists of books and uh, which is great. But those are novels. Novelization is slightly different. Uh, a novel is sort of a fictional story or fictionalized story. A novelization is when you take something like a movie and you turn it into a book. So it's not based, uh, the book's not based on something original. It's based on a thing. And most movies, especially the action movies, uh, young people's movies would have a novelization. Right? Can you think of any that you've read? Harry Potter. Oh. Hunger Games. No. Which came first? Then it's not novelization. Frozen would. Wait, do you have the book of Frozen? No, but there is books. There, there's children's right. books on Frozen. Those would be novelizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the benefit of a novelization? Then you know what you the movie make... is. But you know what it is. You know, if the movie makes really good money, then you'll make even more money. But if the movie doesn't make much money, then you don't have to waste the money making the books. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with it. I've got three reasons why novelizations are a good idea. Then we'll talk a wee bit about uh, what famous novelizations. You get more insight into the characters because when you read a book, you get uh, it's a lot longer than a movie. I mean, a, a movie is what two hours long. How long does it take you to read a book? About a couple of weeks. Couple of weeks, right? So it takes uh, days instead. You sometimes get deleted scenes. Because a novelization is usually out the same time as a movie, it was started to be written sometimes even before the movie was started to be shot. There's there's famous uh, scenes in the Star Wars novelization of the original movie that didn't make Star Wars books. Yeah, that didn't make it into the movie itself. There's a great one in the comic book adaptation where Darth Vader uses the Force to get his coffee and floats across the room. Now, the big question is, how does he drink the coffee? Grabbing it. Are you using the Ah, because does a wee, does a wee straw extend from his mouth? What do you mean? Because he's got this big face mask. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, so you've got, uh, the more insight, the deleted scenes. And when I was young, the only, before even we had videos, the only way you could experience a movie again was to read the book. I think that's why Star Wars books were so, there were so many of them out there. And it's also, uh, Doctor Who episodes. There were books, uh, produced by Target. The only way you could experience it again is with that. In the Star Wars novel, there was a uh, lots of stuff. You had a lot more background into Luke Skywalker on, uh, Tatooine and, uh, with his friend Biggs, who got 
basically almost totally edited out of the, the movie. In the Star Wars book, Chewbacca gets a medal at the end. He doesn't get a medal in the movie. I don't, I don't know. I, I thought everybody thinks it's a bit silly because it's probably too much hair. So th- there's some great novelizations. Don't be afraid to use them. We're going to play a game. We're going to play novel or novelization. So you have to decide whether this was a book first, which would be a novel, or whether it is a movie first, Wait, which sorry, would be no. a novelization. Yeah. Catherine, Jurassic Park. Remember those movies? Was that, is that a novel or a novelization? Novel? Novel is correct. Yay! It was a novel by Michael Crichton before the movie came I out. I novelization, but then I thought, no. Yeah. Why would you me that one? Uh, Charlotte. Shrek. Novelization. You'd think so, but there was a book about Shrek was before. It? it was The movie is based on a book about Shrek. Okay, Catherine, a very easy one. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Book. <laughs> novel or novelization? <laughs> novel. Novel, that's right. <laughs> J.K. Rowling wrote the, the novel several years before it. Charlotte, how to train your dragon? Books. Novel or novelization? Oh, no. Novel, that's right, by Cressida Cowell. Okay. Catherine, cloudy with a chance of meatballs? Novelization? Novelization is wrong. It was a book what? first. What? I didn't even know there was a yeah. book. Yeah. See, that's the amazing thing. I want to get the book. <laughs> Charlotte, uh, we'll go with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. We talked, talked about that. That, like in the last episode. I don't know what that is. We, we, we've talked about it before. You can guess. Novelization. It is a novelization because it was a radio series before it was books. So technically, I there, even know there, there's books. there's grey areas in it as well. Um, there there's things like 2001: Space Odyssey, which is a very famous book in the 60s, and it was written at the same time. That the no- that the movie was being written, so I don't quite know that. Okay, here's one for the both of you. First person to answer the right answer, Mrs. Doubtfire. Now the girls haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire, but they know it's going to be novelization. One of our, one of our next uh, movie nights. You think novelization? Novel. Yes, <laughs> I knew it was it's a novel. based on a book called that. Madame Doubtfire. By Anne Fine. I just wanted to be say. I just wanted to say it first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I, I think the thing is, don't be afraid of a novelization. Don't think it's a second class citizen when it comes to uh, being a novel, because it can give you a better insight into the characters in the book and even some background that the the movie couldn't do. Now, before we finish off, and um, we're going to go uh, um, have some cake. We're going to go have some cake. But uh, you two, I'm going to give you two a reading project for the summer. So when we're going to keep on podcasting over the summer uh, and July and August, but in September, you two come back and give a book report on the book that I will uh, I will tell you to read. And I will. I have bought you a book each. Oh, dear. Charlotte, first of all, I have bought you the uh, collection of the first Ms. Marvel series, No Normal, by Wilson Afuna. If that's if that's her name, Ms. Marvel. Marvel is one of the new superheroes. She's a teenage girl. 
And that is what you're to read and report back to Great. our lovely listener. I want to close my eyes. You want to close your eyes? Okay. Well, she's blonde hair when she's a superhero and she's brown hair when she's a human. You need to read it That's to figure weird. the whole thing That's out. Weird. Okay. Okay, Catherine, you close your eyes. Maybe she was bit by a radioactive hair dye thing. There you go, Catherine. You have got... Oh, Scooby-Doo! Scooby-Doo Team-Up Volume 2. These are all the collections. Uh, Did you so, get this from the library? No, I, I bought these second-hand for you two. So you have to read that and write a report for the podcast. I think this is quite exciting. He looks so weird. That Who is, is he? I think that's Johnny Alpha or someone like that. Fred for a minute. No. Oh, that's Scrappy Doo. No, it's not. Oh. Anyway, Batman. Could, could you close it over for now? <laughs> while, while we finish off the podcast, what we're going to do is play a couple of promos right now and come back and we'll do our ending tag. Ending tag? We don't tag it, we record it live every single time, just for you listeners. Okay, so we'll see you after this short break. Bye. No! It was 1941, and a war was raging in Europe that would spread destruction and death across the world. Superheroes like Superman, Batman, and Captain Marvel were on the rise at newsstands everywhere. But one hero was about to debut that would change the world of comics. Forever. Amazon. Goddess. Warrior. Hero. Wonder Woman, one of the most well-known and beloved comic heroes to ever grace the medium. Hello, I am J. David Weeder. Join me as I explore the comic book adventures of the amazing Amazon throughout her 75-plus years of history on the Sensational Adventures of Wonder Woman podcast. You can find the show on iTunes or at wonderwoman.supermanforever.com. The Sensational Adventures of Wonder Woman. podcast devoted to the comic series Xenozoic Tales. It's a post-apocalyptic adventure series filled with Cadillacs and dinosaurs. I'm Ruth. And I'm Darren. We hope you'll join us as we discuss the stories, characters, and art in this excellent comic series from creator, writer, and artist Mark Schultz. Xenozoic Xenophiles is available at podbean.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. And find us at xenozoicxenophiles.com. Okay, and we're back just to say goodbye. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode of Mark's Mess Podcast, where we looked at the letter N for novels and novelizations. All characters are property of the owner, owners and not us. Maybe you've got a favorite novels you think the girls would be interested in, or even I'd be interested in. So please send it, uh, us the information. Or if you've got favourite novelization, that would be good. That is even better than the movie itself. Do let us know. So you can contact us by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com 
or on Twitter at Mark's Best Podcast 13. On the, on the web page at marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com or on the Facebook page Mark's Mess Podcast. And thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music. Uh, stick around for after the, the end music because Charlotte and I will be talking about Wonder Woman and our experiences with it and just our thoughts on it. Next month it is the letter O. And what will we do for letter O? Okay, Catherine's got ghosts in her mind. Thank you very much for joining us and we will see you next time. So cheerio. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, I'm going to talk now with Charlotte about our trip to see Wonder Woman. So there will be spoilers. That's why it's after the closing credits. So, Charlotte, have you been looking forward to seeing Wonder Woman? Yes, because everybody else said it was good. And did you find it good? Uh, it was okay. It was okay? It wasn't fantastic? Nah. Right. I, I saw a lot of people online saying it was uh, they a few, well, not a lot, a few people said it's the best superhero movie they, they've seen. They haven't right. seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2 then. Well, you know, it's all to do with taste. It's all to do with... They still haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2 then. <laughs> okay, okay. I've got five things written down that I found a bit odd about the movie and three things that were really good about the movie. Shall I go through that and then we'll dis- discuss them? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good. Okay. First of all, number one of the not-so-good was too much like Captain America First Avenger, especially with the uh, Agent Carter-Steve Rogers relationship. Yes. Which was the better love story, the uh, Captain America one or the Wonder Woman one? I don't know. Right, because you're, you're not interested in the kissy-kissy stuff? No. Neither mm. is Captain, but she hasn't seen it. She hasn't seen it, no. Okay. Right, so uh, I just felt there's just too many similarities. Not only was it both of them in a war and... Uh, but A and world a, war. A, a world war. But also, you know, the male lead was called Steve, who sacrificed his life in a plane to stop, you know, allied uh, cities getting bombed. Mm-hmm. So there, there was a lot of that. Anyway, on to the mic. What, what was the person from Wonder Woman? What was his last name? Steve Trevor. He had two first names. Steve Rogers. Steve Trevor. Both have last names as first names. Yeah, that's true. Elton John will be in the next one. First first names as last names or last names as first names? Yes. Well, is there anybody called Stephen Stevenson, I suppose? We had a a trainee called Mr. Paul. He was called Andrew Paul. I, oh, right. I, I, there's quite a few poles around this area. No, he says he teaches in their Sunday school. Yeah, there's Garva would have quite a few poles. Okay. There, there's Paul. I know a few people whose surname is Paul. There's quite a few. I mean, the Adams. Adams. So, I, okay. Anyway, uh, let's go to the second one. Fighting in high heels. Uh, you can't do it. 
I don't know if you can't do it, you can do it, but I thought it's quite impractical. For somebody who's meant to be this uber warrior, this uh, perfect warrior, I thought, you know, ditch the high heels, dear. Yeah. If you ever see women out, out on a Friday night out drinking, when they go in for the fighting, they take the high heels off. Fighting? Fighting. What fighting? Anyway. Okay. Also, there was no explanation for the suit. What's it? The Wonder Woman suit, the, the red, white, and gold one, or red, blue, and gold. Uh, she started off in some gold warrior unitard mm. and then went into. Uh, leotard. Leotard. Not unitard. I, I don't know it anything. Like a unicorn and a leotard combined. Which would be awesome. No, because unicorns don't exist. Rhinos. Rhinos are just overweight unicorns, then. Yeah. Rhinos have two horns. Depends which rhino. Anyway, uh. There was no real explanation, just she saw it and thought, oh, well, I'll wear that. Basically. Yeah. Okay. The sleeping with Steve. There was a bit where they were in the French village and, uh, or Belgium village, I don't know which it was, and uh, the, they, her and Steve spend the night together in the room. Quite subtly done, but it was obvious, that, you know, there were, you know, a bit of, you know, 13? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I, 13 this December. This well, last December. Last December. Last anyway, December. Um, w- the, it was. I didn't think it was needed for a love story because Cap and uh, Agent Carter, that was a better love story where they didn't, you know, that was always, we were going to dance. When the war's over, we'll meet and dance. Sorry. <laughs> when the war's over, we'll meet and dance. What did you think of that? <laughs> what? Steve and Diana getting it was on. Better. Wait, no, the Steve Rogers one was better. Yeah, I, I don't think it was needed. Anyway, my fourth one because maybe I should have pointed out which what number is it? The final battle was just so confusing. Which was the final battle? The one between Diana and the English oh, guy the with one the moustache. Had the sword. No, the one and you know the and like the camp thing. Yeah, but she she beat somebody who she thought was Ares, the god of war, but it turned out not to be Ares. It was actually the guy everybody else thought was Ares, the god of war, because they saw him earlier on, and he he looked quite sinister. Okay. <laughs> well, you were there. You were awake. I was awake. And it's one of those fights that it's uh, Ares, the god of war, can do anything. He's overly powerful, and suddenly Diana discovers she can beat him by... Either jumping or flying. We don't know which. Yeah, we don't know whether she jumped or fly. fly and at the end of it, she t- describes it as, I beat him because of love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Unless you- love is a, like a sword or something. My, 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 okay, let's not go there. I was about to say something that people would find ridiculous. Anyway, do you, we watch Avengers Assemble and we're not that thrilled with it, the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, because we liked uh, Avengers Earth's Mighty Series cartoon. Avengers uh, Assemble seems to be, I will bring along Ultron, who is unbeatable, and we will beat him through teamwork. Yes. Captain America says we fight as a team. Yes, and slap our thighs. And then Thanos comes along. We can't beat him unless we are teamwork again. Yes, and it's all that. And it's a bit boring. And the last fight was a bit boring because you didn't quite understand why they won. Why Wonder Woman won. She's Basically not... because she was a 
wasn't she a god or something or a she, semi-god or something? Demigod is the demigod. semi-god word. Uh, yeah, but we couldn't quite understand. How is demigod the semi-god word? Because semi-god is half a god and demigod, demigod is that not a quarter of a god? You may know more than me. Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I, you know, also, she's not called Wonder Woman in the movie. Called? Diana. Princess Diana. Yeah, or Diana Prince. Princess of Thermoscara. Themyscira. 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 We're just going to say that for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Themyscira. 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 Anyway, um, I, it would be a very odd thing to put into the movie. You'd have somebody go, wow, she's a Wonder Woman. Yeah, it doesn't really work no. as compared to, wow, he's a Superman. Or, wow, he's a crazy Batman. Anyway, I don't know how they're ever going to go... Uh, and oh wow, he's a captain from America. The the last one that just made me think, yeah, he's Captain America. He's a captain in the American army. He represents America, Captain America. He's a man with an iron suit, Iron Man. He's a man who talks to ants. He's Ant Man. Hulk. He's a big Hulk of a guy. What about Hawkeye? They don't call him Hawkeye. Yeah, I have a Hulk. They don't mm. call him Hawkeye. What do they call him? Barton. Clint Barton. I just found out in that episode I was watching today that he was in a circus or a circus bunny or something. Oh yes, the circus of crime. They have it in the cartoon, yes. but it was a slightly different circus in the uh, what in the was comics. It again? The oh, he, uh, in the cartoon, what was it? The sewer shot or something like that. Anyway, let's say that. about that. My number five in my uh, part, bits. Or the boat journey. Remember when they left uh, Themyscira? On the boat. On the boat. They got on the boat. They set sail. Went through the wall thing. Went through the wall thing. Then they went to sleep. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of a, ooh, I can't sleep with you type of thing. And then they wake up the next morning in London. Mm-hmm. Going up the Thames. Mm-hmm. How did they go from what, what I presume is the Mediterranean? Or is Themyscira really just off the Isle of Wight? Okay, that, I mean, that's there's nothing we can answer. Maybe there was something said. Maybe it's because it's a magic boat. Why didn't they keep the magic boat? Anyway, so... Did they not? I don't know what happened there. I think they just left there. Maybe it went back home. Maybe it's a home <laughs> boat. Uh, so those Auto are the things... Autopilot. What? Autopilot. Autopilot. Those are the things that made me go, huh? Uh, but uh, the other the things... That, you know, it was a good movie. It was great fun. Mm-hmm. What was your funnest bit? I have absolutely no clue. Okay. I want to ask you that. Now. What was I, your funnest bit? My funnest bit was the bit where she was trying on all the clues. Oh, yeah. And it was uh, just for the f- sake of fighting. that yep. she Because that's what she's built for. And then she goes and wears high heels. Duh. Um, also, I liked the bit where Diana didn't wait for a man to help her. She was her own woman. All through the movie, it was, I'm going there to kill uh, Ares. You can come too if you want to. Not, I'm going there to kill Ares. Can you come with me so I can make it through? Can you come with me because I'm a bit lonely? Can you come with it to me to hold my hand? That type of thing. Um, This is a big thing about this movie that it represents women a lot better than other movies. If you think about other heroes, female heroes. Wait, wasn't this in the first World War? 
This was set in the First World War. When was the suffragettes? Round about that time. There you go. There we go. That's good. Let's see. You're thinking about this. But if you think about other movies where there's a female protagonist, protagonist is the person you follow in yeah, the, the movie. Main the main character. I know that. Like who? Female protagonist. Go. Supergirl. In the movie. You've never seen Supergirl the movie. No. There is a Supergirl the movie. Someday you will. Can I give you a few and you can tell me if they're... Okay. I was talking with our friend, Caroline. Hi, Caroline. Yeah. Who I was talking with her, you know, but what sort of female protagonists have there been in movies recently that are good positive... Danny McPhee. That are good positive role models. Nanny McPhee, it shows okay. you that you can change. We'll come back to that in just a second. Just want to say Caroline is one of the writers in the blog, which is Girls on Film, where they discuss film. Uh, just a, a few women who talk about that. It's a good blog. Uh, seek it out. I'll try and put a link in their show notes. Nanny McPhee? Yep. I never considered that. Okay, let, let's look at Nanny McPhee. Does she do things... Uh, does she need other people to help her? No. Does she need a man to justify her? No. So, good female role model. Yep. Right? Okay. And but she shows you that you can change or something like that. Uh, something wishy-washy. You know, love. She shows us love. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, what about... Here's a couple of Caroline suggested. Um, let's go with Katniss Evergreen. Katniss Everdeen. Whatever. Good or bad? Right. Does she need other people? No. I think she does. Problem I've got with the character is she doesn't really know what she's doing. And she sort of gets sucked into things. She's just surviving. That's what she's doing. Just surviving. That's a good way of putting it. That's a better way than I was thinking. Uh, does she need a man? Not really. Then why is this whole three books on, is it Peter? Is it the other bloke? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know about that. Let's go with another one. Kath, the girl beside you says Moana. Well, we're coming to that. We are coming to that. Right. What about Hermione Granger? She's not really the main character. Not really, but she's more the, of a semi-protagonist. She's the main female character. Yeah. She doesn't need the boys. The boys need her. So yeah. that's that's quite good. Uh what was it, some of the ones? Yes, there were there was Laura Croft who has two movies but mainly a, a comic book a video game character. And no, I wouldn't cuz she's just no. Won't even go there. Right. Okay. Two that two that have come along. Um Elsa and Anna. Yeah. Yeah, actually, they don't need... I mean, I, I think that one of the main parts of the movie is Anna just goes, she doesn't really need the the prince, yeah. the fake prince or wherever he was. Hans. No, oh, Hans wasn't the prince. He was the... I know, that, that he was the fake prince. No, the the one, the slimy one. We need to watch this again. There's Hans, who's the ginger one, the ginger prince. Oh, um, right. What do you call the guy with the... the, the reindeer? Reindeer. Um, that's Kristoff and right. the reindeer's Sven. And Olaf. And Olaf is a snowman. Yeah. Snowman, not a snowwoman. Come on. 
let's get 21st century in this. Uh, but, but, you know, at the end, they don't need, there was no big wedding at the end because they had to uh, marry the bride. I haven't seen Moana. Uh-huh. You, you have. Well, tell me. Good female protagonist or? Mm, she needs Maui. What, what is Maui? He's basically the person who can fix it all. Right. He's a demigod? Oh, well, Catherine's here. She's seen it. Sometimes, but um, once she tr- she defeated the monster thing without him, sort of. So she can do it herself. Sort of. So who led the way? Was it her or no, him? She, ha- she was just about to defeat him when she got crashed out of the water and then he came and saved her, so she kind of did need him. In some in some part, like she wanted to do it by by herself, like she wanted to sail by herself and stuff. But she couldn't, so she needed Maui. Right. So, but okay, that, that, that's okay. In the same way that Wonder Woman needed Steve Rogers to get to the front to get to where Ares was. Yes. Right. Okay. Not to do the thing, but just to get there. Uh-huh. Okay. So. Anyway, I, w- uh, I mean, it's it's an interesting thought about what a female, what a strong female protagonist would do. And I've talked to a few women about this. One was saying, where I sat in the cinema as a man and felt I'm a bit detached from the protagonist because I am not a female warrior from a Themyscira. She was going well. She's a bit more attached to the the Diana because. You know, it is a female character she can uh, connect to. Where if you look at other movies like James I, Bond I don't or really stuff like think that, you can connect her because she's never, like, never seen a man before. Right, but uh, when I was a wee bit younger than you, I saw uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I came out and I was running down the street as uh, Indiana Jones. No, I'm not an, arch- uh, an archaeologist. I am not a professor. I don't have a cool hat like that. I do now, but I didn't then. It's mine now. It's, <laughs> no, you, you said I could have it. You can't reach it where it is. I can try. Okay, but I can but grow. The idea is because um, Wonder Woman is a woman. I mm-hmm. find it a bit more distant, whereas this woman I was talking to thought a bit more closer. Think about the Marvel movies. Do you think Wonder Woman was better? As good as or worse than the Marvel movies, as a general thing. Mm. I think it was like just lower than as better. Like as right, so sl- not not quite as good. Uh, DC movies have had pr- problems. There's been three in this world so far. There's Man of Steel. There's Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and now we've got Wonder Woman. Woman Wonder Woman's the only one that comes out ahead in terms of critics. I saw Man of Steel, and I had—I mean, I saw it on uh, a video, and I had to fast forward through some of it. It was so Netflix. dull. What? Netflix. Yeah, something like that. It was, it was quite dull. Um, Batman. I don't like the way DC does it because it's all really dark. That's what people are saying. Whereas Marvel is very light and fun. No, let's let's concentrate a wee bit more on the Marvel movies about the female heroes. Let's There's look at Black them. Black Widow. Right, Black Widow. Shows that she doesn't need anybody. But she can't have her own movie. Would you go and see Why a Black... Not? Well, because they haven't made one, therefore she can't have one. Do you think that... Well, out of all the... the let's see here. There's Black Widow. There's Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. There is... 
the, there is Gamora. Oh, yeah. Who else? Is that it? There will be the Wasp yeah. in the next Ant-Man on Wasp movie. But uh, we've probably missed out one or two. But we in the movies themselves, we haven't really had very many female characters. Should there be more? Yes. I think so as well. Now, you won those pop figures. As they say. Yeah. You won those pop figures from yes. the Beano competition. I did. And uh, they were great. They were mm-hmm. all the Guardians of the Galaxy. But they could only give away four. And they only give away boys' ones. Mm-hmm. So why not Gamora? In Star Wars, they had Rey, but they didn't have many Rey dolls. And there was a big kick up by that. But Rey was the main character. Rey was the main character. Disney mm-hmm. bought over Star Wars and Marvel to get a boys' audience. But what they seem to have forgotten is girls like this stuff as well. Yep. Yeah, and girls naturally like this stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want you two to grow up to be strong women. That uh, you do not need a man to reassure you and hold your hand while going through life. In fact, mm-hmm. you can be the ones that will hold the hands of other people to help them through. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll need to hold a hand. Sometimes you'll be the one holding the hand and reassuring. That is why for the books I chose, uh, I gave to you guys, you got, Charlotte, the Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel is not only about a teenage girl. It is also written by a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not, not only about a teenage girl, it's about a teenage girl who's a minority because she's Muslim. Oh, right. What does minority mean? There's not as many about. But the idea that uh, if you're, especially now in this climate, um, political climate, being Muslim is a hard thing to be because people mm-hmm. will, you know... Uh, Try and kill you. It could be that. I mean, that happened a couple of weeks ago in London, mm-hmm. where a man in the van last went after. Was it not last week? Well, by the time this goes out. Right. Um, you know, and this book, Ms. Marvel, was also written not only by a female, but also by a Muslim. So she was writing not the same type of Muslim because uh, the, the girl in the book is a Pakistani Muslim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it, it's that that type of thing. Reading books by women. I was talking to your mother, and she uh, is big into her Charlotte Bronte and her Jane Eyre and that type of things. And, and those are strong women. Women are the central characters in those. Mm-hmm. No, you know, they're not necessarily nice women, but they're still women as central characters. So anyway, let's finish off by Wonder Woman. What? Would you watch Wonder Woman again? Let's go. Let's go with this. Mm. Right. Once you'd watch it, go again to the cinema. Once you would buy the DVD as soon as it's out. Once you'd wait for the DVD to be cheaper, then you'd wait for it to be on TV. Or never watch again. Probably either wait for the DVD to get cheaper or watch on TV. Right. So not enough for you to buy, but enough for you to be interested. Would you be interested in watching Batman versus Superman, which has the first appearance of this Wonder, Wo- Wonder Woman? If it came on TV. If it came on TV. Because one of the things we both liked was the book ending of the movie, where you had at the start, she's in modern day France, and she gets a parcel from Bruce Wayne. And at the end... Uh, you see her again in that context. Right, we'll leave it there and we'll talk to you again next month. And if you have seen Wonder Woman, drop us a line and let us know what you thought. Bye.